Welcome to the Rob and Kale Podcast. Rob Sanders. Clemson is going to kick the shit out of the South Carolina Gamecocks probably for the next 10 years every time they run across each other. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. The South Carolina Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. The Rob and Kale Podcast. Let's go. I'm not ashamed no more. Oh man, we have a lot of things that are a plate full of piss we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, I want to welcome into the podcast my podcast partner in the upstate. He's not flatter than a plate full of piss. He is Carolina Jackpot, Mr. Kale Hall. What's up, Kale? What's going on? How's everybody doing this evening? First. First uh, Sunday in April, by the way, big sports oh, weekend we had. So, uh, yeah, we did have a good weekend of sports, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Without question. So, without question. All right, jackpot. Well, I tell you what, we got a lot we're going to get into, including, um, you know, you you put out a great video today talking about Don Staley. Uh, and some of the comments that were made. I thought we could possibly get into that. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, something I sent you about the great rivalries that are out there. I sent you the the list of it, and you said, yeah, some of those, couple of those don't really make much sense. So I kind of agree with yeah. you. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to take a look at that and, and, and slice it, dice it, fillet it, and um, you know, kind of break it down. But that's a... Uh, that's a, a very uh, very strange list indeed. Yeah, I, I have some issues with it, but we'll get into that too. Uh, already, Big Barney Ross off the top. I have a concrete strip on my front lawn painted to look like a slip and slide every summer. 10 to 15 kids learn a valuable lesson on it. It's not nice, Big Barney Ross. What that's are you doing? Not, that's <laughs> not cool. Uh, anyway, appreciate you guys checking us out this evening. Let's thank our sponsors, Callaway's Bar and Grill. Callaway'sBarandGrill.com. If you're in Columbia, go by check them out. Highway One Diagonal from the Walmart in West Columbia. Also, we have uh, Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport, the man who was on the side of the road today trying to get a clutch fixed. Somebody who comes in with a clutch all the time, though, is Carolina Jackpot with a great story for us every show. Jackpot, what do you got? Uh, let's see what kind of. Still in this we got today. It sucks to be Gamecock. The excellence that is Dawn Staley has been ruined by the name Gamecock. All that talent, and they got beat by some cornbread women from Iowa. It sucks to be a Gamecock. Go Tigers. That message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transfer. <clears throat> yeah, a lot came from that game, Jackpot. There was a yeah, lot of. I, I saw all those girls running around out there, those. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it was very apparent that they were from Iowa. Um, I mean, those poor girls, I mean, just damn ashy white. I mean, and I was, well, I was listening to, I've been listening to some of the old, uh, our, our, our good buddy Mick Foley's podcast, Foley is pod. And he's talking about uh, his first nice vehicle that he bought when he first got into the business was a, a 1984 convertible Chrysler LeBaron, and he used to cruise around in it with his, his sleeves rolled up, uh, and, and he with the, the the top down. And he said that was that was his version of his tanning bed. Um, and he would you know you know he'd get a farmer's tan going around with the, uh, the the sleeves rolled up and the top down. And I saw them. I'm like they got Mick Foley farmer's tans. Well, I tell you what, the one the one young lady though could shoot a basketball from Europe. And yeah. I noticed there was one young lady that played for them that um she threw a pick on one LSU player today and I I thought she knocked her teeth out. I mean, I I mean it was a brutal brutal pick. Uh a physical part of the game that a lot of times you don't really see in the women's game. But man, she threw a vicious pick on this LSU player. She hit her, hit the floor, and like looked like she cracked her head on the floor. Mm. Uh, those Iowa players, they they look tough. But you know the way they beat the Gamecocks was simple. They put five five women in the paint. 
and said, if you can beat us from the outside, we'll tip our hat to you. And the Gamecocks couldn't do it. It's basically what it boiled down to. No, and our, our buddy up here in the upstate on, on radio, on Tater Radio, Walt Deptula, predicted that Friday afternoon um, that the, uh, the Gamecocks, you know, that while they're big and physical and all that good stuff, were didn't have a lot of skill out on the perimeter. And he said, there's no way they cover that 11 points. I'm not even sure they win. I'm not even sure they win. In fact, I think I don't think they do. And, and and damn it, I hate it when that fucker is right about something. Hey, can and I can I, I do my can I do my impression of you when he did that? When you're you're driving around, you're finishing up your route. It's three o'clock on a Friday, and you're thinking, you know what? We're gonna I'm gonna go home, and my Gamecock women, which is what we're good at, we are a women's basketball school. By God, we have a, an absolutely great uh, team. We're an 11 point favorite tonight, and this guy comes on, and he's like. I don't even think that they could win. They're an eleven point dog. They're eleven point favorites. South Carolina may lose this game. Iowa's just gonna pack the paint and make the Gamecocks shoot. Jackpot's like, God damn it, motherfucker! What do you know about shit? You are nothing but a cotton picking whore. Let me get on the phone. Fu- oh, they block. God damn it! This is like the the talking squalls podcast. I can't even get on this fucking show. When <laughs> you go home, was that close? Uh, it, it was a little more toned down than that. I, mean, I don't get that passionate. I don't get that passionate over over women's basketball. Now, if he'd talk that kind of shit about Shane Beamer, oh, you can bet it would have probably been three times worse than that. Yeah, well, you and Walt Deptula have a have a strange relationship. It's a very tattered relationship. He beats you in the face, you yell about it, and then he he ignores you. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Baylor woman says, sorry, Carolina jackpot, but he's honestly glad South Carolina lost. He's not a Don Staley fan. Now, I know he's a fan of that damn LSU coach. I know because she was at Baylor, that damn crazy ass with her fucking twinky damn-looking <laughs> damn Fruit Loop fairy garbage yeah. shit that she wears. What a freaking nut job she is. I tell you what. I tell you what. I will rename the show The Kale Hall Show with special idiot guest host Rob Sanders, if you could wear the outfit that that lady wore today with the sequins that are two-sided, if you wore that outfit for a show, I swear I would be your co-host and, and you know, dickheaded in, in whatever. No way. Hell, I mean, that damn thing she had on, good Lord, it's going to end up as damn goodwill. Jordan said Kim Mulkey cosplay. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, uh, Jackpot put out a video about some of the stuff that uh, there was. There was a, a a bit about Don Staley talking about, hey, we're not, we're not. I can't remember the exact terms, but go back in the channel and find that because Jackpot kind of laid it out there, and it was. It was refreshing, and it wasn't like he was just sucking the Gamecock tit. He was actually, he said, made a lot of sense. So go and check that out. Uh, I personally, uh, with with the whole thing, Don Staley has, in my opinion, some of the best basketball athletes. She's got the girls that can run fast, jump high, do all of that stuff. And they play bully ball. I mean, that's just the way that it is. They got beat by an Iowa team that basically just outshot them. So, but Don Staley said it best. And this is what I tweeted at Corey Miller, who hopefully he doesn't quit Twitter again, like he did when uh, his son got his ass kicked uh, when Tennessee, uh, excuse me, when uh, Clemson beat the shit out of them in the, uh, the championship game. He just quit Twitter for like a month. But I told him, I said, why don't we just take what Don Staley said, which was Iowa had a great game plan and we had three turnovers that essentially cost the game. So we're going to question Don Staley and what she said, or are we just going to go off on this tangent that the refs didn't want the Gamecocks to win because of something other than whatever. It was a mess the way people were losing their shit over this game the other night. That's true. So. Just absolutely crazy. But and then then the out then the 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 backlash from today with the the whole the whole um, disrespectful 
comments with them going back and forth with the this and pointing to the ring. Who gives a shit? I mean, it's just competitiveness. I mean, and you, you can even call it classless on one side. You got to call them all classless. And if you want to say it was competitiveness, then there it's competitiveness on both sides. Just well, just, I, I, I had issues with the LSU chick, you know, doing the whole John Cena thing and pointing to her hand and pointing to uh, to Clark, the player from <clears throat> Iowa. But here's the thing. you let, Let's make sure we understand something here. Yes, you're a national champion. You deserve the respect that comes with that. But Clark lit your ass up like a fucking Christmas tree. She scored 35 points today. You couldn't stop her. And yet you're going to yeah. mock because you had you had more – you had a deeper bench than she did. She was the best player on the floor. You couldn't carry her fucking jock. And you're yeah, you're well, out- yeah. And she was doing the 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 John Cena thing first too. I, I think she came up with it. And I, I don't know I, who gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. But like sportsmanship's kind of gone to shit with all that. But old anyway. um uh, over in the comment section here, I want to get this one before it runs away from me. Mister Pete McGaha says he's a wonder. So I'm about to sell LSU coach, and she's kin to the Mulkey Brothers tag team from the old NWA days. You know yeah. what? That Makes yeah, sense. she might be, uh, Pete. She might be, and but if she is, let's make sure that we put this out there. She's the least famous Mulkey out there. She's she is less famous than her. I guess they'd probably be uncles. Yeah. Yeah, or, or or big brother, uh, could be big brothers, could be big brothers, because uh, around the time that um, they were wrestling, she was probably that was probably during her college days. So yeah, older brothers, uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, they I I remember when they won, they actually let them go over and win a match at the uh, in the TBS studio. That was that was great. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that that is funny. It is WrestleMania night, by the way. As I'm, I've got WrestleMania playing in the background here. Yep. Uh, but I thought we'd talk about some of these rivalries and then we'd take some calls, Jackpot. Um, this is for 247 Sports. They ranked the top 11 rivalry uh, rivalry games uh, from around the country. And, and, and Jackpot, I need you to – And it's make not sure. all football either, folks. It's, it, yeah. Yeah, well, th- there's there's going to be a couple on here that just genuinely piss me off, and I need you to to reel me in, jackpot. All right, so let's go with number eleven first. Yeah, Texas A and M versus Texas in football. Okay, I I have issue with that. How is that even a rivalry when it's not currently being played? I mean, when when's the last time they met on the football field? Two thousand five. Mm, yeah, I, mean, so- I know it was it was a big game at one t- point in time. But it's not a big game anymore. I mean, they may be rivals on the recruiting trail. They may be rivals on the transfer portal front. They may be rivals and that kind of stuff. They're not rivals on the football field. All right, now maybe a couple years I will be again. So Texas leads that series seventy six thirty seven to five. Um, when Wonder if, uh, if Daryl Royal ever uh, told someone this here it ain't much of a rivalry. This here's more of a domination. <laughs> no, but here, here's the other thing that's that's that that kind of bugs me with that. Texas A&M left the damn Big Twelve because they didn't like the way Texas treated them. So we're gonna go go to the SEC because Texas runs everything. No, they didn't stand up, score off, and say, you know what, fuck you, Texas. We're gonna kick you in the face. It was no. We we're just gonna take our ball and go home, which is what they did. And then when the SEC said, "Hey, guess what? Texas is coming in," they didn't bitch about it. No, they couldn't because the SEC, the folks down in Birmingham, would have been like, "Fuck you! We're doing it anyway. You're lucky you're here." That's exactly what they would have told them. Yeah. So what a mess. But yeah, Nature that's- Boy, Nature Boy throws out there about the Mulkey Brothers. He says, "Hell yeah, Carolina Jackpot! They beat the Gladiators." Yeah, it was some team that was supposedly from, from California or something. There, they'd won a couple of matches, and they, they were supposed to be badasses. But it really, it was it was two job guys, I think, that were just like underneath the mask <laughs> that yeah. lost to the monkeys. Yeah, uh, the I I do remember that match now. 
All right, Kentucky and Louisville, the basketball game. And it talks about uh, there are fans who still talk about Kentucky's win over Louisville in the 1984 NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16. Big Barney Ross was there. It was his 30th birthday, old bastard. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I remember when Denny Crum was there and Rick Patino was out paying the whores and all that. I mean, yeah, it was a great rivalry then, but – now, I mean, eh. do you think that's like one of the 11th greatest rivalry games in sports? Eh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about that. Definitely. I, I, I don't know. They lost some luster, I think. I mean, Kentucky. I mean, I know Kentucky wants to beat Louisville, but I don't know how you could just get excited and invested about Kentucky basketball if you're a Kentucky – fan uh just because i mean you never know you know ever know who's going to be there from one year to the next i mean it's just a it's just a it's a different dynamic i don't know how to explain that one kentucky leads that series 38 to 17 by the way so basically eh. all right now you're talking about the coach that was there when um when denny crumb was at louisville it wouldn't have been rick patino or it may have been have at one point i meant I meant that then uh, when Denny Crum was at at uh, Louisville and Rick, Rick Patino coached at Louisville and Kentucky, so he's seen both sides of it. You know, yeah, he yeah. was probably Rick Patino was probably at Providence or somewhere during that time. The coach at um, at Kentucky uh, before that would have been Joe B. Joe B. Hall. I don't know; he's not even contend to uh, no tend to me. No, um, okay. he was he was kind of an older fella. Had some had some big glasses and all that stuff. And I don't know why they ever they, they didn't just call him Joe Hall. They always threw the B in there, the middle initial. But it was Joe B Hall. Hmm. Elijah with an interesting comment. He thinks this, Johnny B Bad. I guess I don't know. He says the Tennessee South Carolina game is becoming a good rivalry, especially the way it's been the last ten years. I'm assuming he's talking about football. Uh, the women's basketball matchup is is generally pretty solid right now, but would you think that Tennessee's a rivalry game for you, Jackpot? Oh, definitely. That mm-hmm. definitely is, yeah. All right, the next one is Florida and Georgia in football. <clears throat> I, I don't really have a problem putting that in the top 11. It's not no, that far. I, I can get No, I can get on board with that, the, uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Um, yeah. I wish they – I'd like to see them move that game to uh, to the to the on-campus facilities, um, so you could, every other year you could see it there. I doubt that's going to happen. I didn't realize this. I did some research on it just to look. They've been playing in Jacksonville since the 1930s. Yeah. The only time that it's been on campus was 1994 and 95, when they kind of I guess tore the Gator Bowl down and rebuilt the stadium. Um, mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't able to use it when they're getting ready for the Jaguars, but um, yeah, other than that, it's been Jacks. So, yeah. Next one up, uh, Florida State and Miami. Their football matchup. I mean that this these two teams. Miami leads the series 35-31. and generally until Miami joined the ACC, it was really good. Now it's kind of eh. Yeah, I mean that 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 game is lost. I mean, you want to talk about go back the last what 25, 30 years, you want to talk about a game that's really lost its luster. I mean, I would think that one has. I mean, you've had you've had little points here and there since then when when um each team has, has been kind of really good. Um Miami maybe in the early 2000s and Florida State throughout most of the 90s and then in the early the early 2010s, but, um, you know, since then, I mean, both of them have largely been dumpster fires. And, I mean, I, I know, you know, Florida State thinks they're they're in, in ascension mode, I guess, and going into 2023, and, and we shall see. But um, Miami's looked unimpressive, so. All right, let's move to number seven. And you know what? I don't really have a problem with this one being where it is in the top 11. I don't know if it's seven or not, but. The Egg Bowl, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I mean, they they that is one of the most heated rivalries I think in, in the conference. 
Oh yeah, I like watching that one, man. They, they get a, there's a fight every year, but <laughs> pretty much of some degree, um, and it's uh, it's always a pretty hotly contested game, despite you know whatever the record is of, of either side when they come in there. Um, yeah, that's always a pretty good matchup. Yeah, and you had some you had some crazy personalities in there uh, the past few years as far as you know on the coaching front uh, with those those two folks with Lane Kiffin and. Mike Leach, of course, you know, of course, Mike Leach's not going to be there any longer, but um, still, that's, that's an interesting one. I, I like it. Number six, it was called the Backyard Brawl, but West Virginia and Pitt, <clears throat> growing up, I mean, that that was a bitter rivalry. I mean, obviously, they haven't played much, but yeah, I mean, back in the day, that was, that was a special game, Jackpot. Yeah, it was back, you know. That's another one that, you know, go back 30 years. I mean, when both teams were, I guess they were both, they were both independents. Right. Um, they were both, both, uh, both uh, F or F, it was FBS. It's now back then it was just division one or division one independents. And um, they played every year. Um, and those, they're not that far away from each other. Uh, so, and they had, a, you know, some pretty heated games back then, but, you know, as as for right now, uh, ranking that uh, that high up on a list like that, I mean, I don't see it. They just rekindled that rivalry last year, right. this past season. You know, they played uh, on opening week. They played on that Thursday night game, um, and yeah, no, I don't, uh, I don't know that. I, I just don't know that that's what it once was. I mean, Virginia, West Virginia is taking a step back as a, a program. They're, they're kind of unimpressive too right now. Pitt is, they're what they are. You know, you know, I've called them what they are. They're just a, they're just a wet fart. I mean, they're just chugging along. I mean, they're not ever going to be really good. And they're never going to be a dumpster fire, but they're always just going to kind of be there winning six, seven games, and really not impressing you a whole lot while they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, West, West Virginia hasn't been good since the Scullet left. So, uh, no. number, five, number five on the list is Oklahoma and Texas, their football matchup. I mean, the Red River rivalry, is that what they call it? Red River. Yeah, the Red, the Red River rivalry was the Red River shootout, but now we can't call it that because, you know, we can't talk about guns, I guess. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I can. I can get on board with that one. That's a. That's a big. Uh, big event there in Texas every year in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. So that's number five. Number four on the list is. Is Army. that the Cotton Bowl? Uh, she'll play it there. They play. Do they yeah, play in play the, the State Fair and at the Cotton Bowl right there at the State Fair and all that? Yeah, they still play in the in that old. Okay, yeah. I know. I know they got the. Um, is the is the actual I, I, I'm sounding dumb when I'm doing this. Is the actual Cotton Bowl bowl game played in the uh, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium? You know, I don't know. I believe it is, but um, I think it is I, too. Yeah. Somebody down in the comment section, let us know on that one, and let let us know about the 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 OU Texas game. I, I think he said yes. Yes, what? I, I don't know if they still play in the old stadium for the, the game between those two or not. You know, he says that Tom Reed says it is. I don't ever really watch it because normally when those two are playing, it always seems like uh, my cocks are on against whoever that week. And, you know, that's going to be – you know, I have two or three TVs going here, but I don't know. That game just ain't been on my radar lately. I don't know why. Last year, it was, last year it was a freaking – Freaking uh, uh, Oklahoma got put in a body bag. Yeah. Uh, Brock says we should make it more offensive and call it the Red River Drive-By. That's funny. Uh, Baylor man man says OU and New Texas has played the old Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl game is at the AT&T Stadium. That doesn't make make a lot of sense to me, does it? Do you? No, nothing makes sense on that front. Number four on the list, though, is Army Navy. Their football game. I, me personally, I I think this is number one for me. But having it at four, I mean, I, with the three that are ahead of it, um, I mean, you can make an argument 
four well, against those, but Army Navy to me is number one in my opinion. But well, yeah, I, I get why you say that, but I mean they're not re- they're not relevant on a and and you know a, a sense of uh, one might make it to the playoffs or you know I mean it's what are you it's talking about Tennessee ducked Army last year. They didn't want anything to do with them. They just gave them their money and said we don't want to play y'all. They didn't want none of that smoke. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's not compare things to what Tennessee would do. I mean, exactly. because you know they're going to take the damn cheap, easy way out. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Consider the source when you're talking about these things. Good sir. point. Good point. Uh, number three on the list is the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. Kind of hard to argue against that. I'm I surprised mean, that's not number one. I mean, that's usually on top of everybody's list. I don't have an issue with that being at number number three. Number I don't two, either, but it's that's another one that hadn't been. I mean, it hasn't been. Uh, it hasn't factored in in the in the the national landscape very much uh, the past few years because Auburn has been you know complete trash, um, uh, and I, Alabama almost lost to him a couple of years ago. Um, so you, know, you got that, but I mean, yeah. The final two here, North Carolina and Duke, the basketball game. This is one of the ones where I I think we are force-fed this by ESPN. Is like, oh, you <laughs> have to think this is the greatest game ever. The, the fact that that's above Army-Navy football and that it's above the Auburn-Alabama uh, Iron Bowl, that's trash. It really is. I, I think we've been pushed that forever. Oh, this is so great. And it, it goes back to, you know, Christian Leitner and, and Grant Hill and uh, Grayson Al, all those guys. You got all those dickheads from Duke. And then you got Tyler Hansborough and half the fucking North Carolina players that we legitimately know have degrees from North Carolina. And some of them can't read. But we're fed that oh, this is the greatest rivalry. Fuck you! I'm not watching. I'm not joking. Unless they're playing in the tournament against each other, I don't watch that game. Will not watch it. Can't do it. So maybe I'm just bitter. J.R. Reed had to have been one of my favorite North Carolina players of all time. The big man. I don't know. JR, what was that guy, the white guy? What was his name? With the Eric Montross. Yeah. All right. And then number one is Michigan and Ohio State in football. Right now, that's, you know, that's been a knockout game. Whoever wins that game is going to the college football playoff. So, and this year, both of them went to the college football playoff. So, I guess right now, yeah. Yeah. I, a- I can get on, I can get on board with that. That's, um, yeah. Uh, they seem to have uh, Michigan seems to have old uh, old Ryan Day's number. Uh, and they they won the game. And then when you got to the playoffs, I thought Ohio State was much uh, well. Ohio State was much more impressive in their loss than uh, Michigan was in their loss. All right. Well, what do you think is missing, Jackpot? What do you think is missing? What should be there? Well, I mean, I think I think it's obvious they don't have the Gamecocks and Clemson there, um, and you know that's that's all you know, just just bias, and uh, you know it's it's not it's a little bit of recency bias, I think. You know, the Gamecocks football program hadn't been exactly where it needs to be uh, under Will Muschamp, but it's it's getting there. Um, but that's that's a heated rivalry, no matter what the. You know, doesn't matter what anybody's record is. I mean, I'm not going to say you can throw the records out the window because obviously the Taters, you know, you know, the last part of the 2010s and, and into the 2020s, you know, had some really good teams and uh, they, uh, you know, kind of skull drug the Gamecocks a few times there. So I'm not going to say you can't say put take the records and throw them out the window, but you know, the the hatred and the uh, the intensity is still there, nonetheless. David with a comment. He said, did they mention Notre Dame and Michigan? Yeah, that, that's true. That used yeah. to be a big game, so uh, I'm with you on that. Jordan says, very yeah. few rivalries have the political and socioeconomic history that Clemson, South Carolina has. You know, we, we could take people down to 
when they actually, I mean, there was actually like almost a pistol fight at a early game in the twenties. Remember that jackpot where they, they had guns were drawn or something at the South Carolina game. Maybe I'm losing my shit here. I got to look in back the, in the 1920s. No, I don't really recall that. I was, um, yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Oh, you were there anyway. But no, I mean, there's, there's a heated rivalry between those two. I, I, I truly think that, um, the South Carolina Georgia game is is there's some heat there. If the Gamecocks could win some more of those games, make Georgia sweat a little bit, that would definitely yeah, be in let's, the- let's at least be competitive uh, first and then start. Yeah, it's ever since that um that 2019 upset win down in Athens, that one's been pretty uh pretty 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 one-sided. Last year was uh probably the most embarrassing of the entire bunch. Not really. Uh, jackpot we also have to put into the mix just the hatred between kansas and mizzou (laughs) those two teams hate each other like in any in every sport so i don't know maybe something to think about there elijah allen says if he had to spend an afternoon in columbia c-o-l-o-m-b-i-a i'd be ready to pull a gun too well you better be ready to pull a gun you're probably gonna be running from Drug runners and uh, running through the hills where the coffee beans grow. And, uh, yeah, who knows? You might end up on a soccer field somewhere. Because yeah. what you dispelled is the country, Colombia, which is in South America. You damn nitwit. <laughs> All right. We'll take your calls on rivalry stuff here. Oh, Juan uh, Valdez is going to get that ass. Juan Valdez. <laughs> damn it. What was that? What was that? What was that guy's name? That what was his name? Manuel Noriega. Was he from Colombia or was he from some Central American country? That he was from Panama. That's right. That's Central America. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go to the phone. Welcome into the program. Good evening. Uh, it's your boy Tristar. How you doing? Tristar. Hello, Tristar. Yes. Hey, I'll tell you what's an underrated rivalry is uh, in the state of South Carolina. It's the vinegar-based barbecue sauce versus the mustard barbecue sauce. I thought he was going to say Furman Citadel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm. I mean, mustard. I, I mustard like, barbecue is my favorite. I like the vinegar. I like both of them. What's your favorite, Jackpot? Mustard-based is better than that. Vinegar barbecue sauce is nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely go with the definitely go with the mustard-based uh, barbecue sauce. And when I was down when I was down at the Big L, um, they don't have that stuff down there. They season up their barbecue with uh, like I don't know, it's like some some form of of thin ketchup with like red pepper flakes in it. Nasty. Big Bonnie Ross does make the best barbecue sauce. Uh, Tom says, Elijah was a Marine. They can't spell. Cut him some slack. Damn it. Okay. Now, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of the Northern Alabama white sauce? Northern Alabama what? White sauce. It's a mayonnaise-based barbecue sauce. Not eating it. I've never had it. I've heard of that. Uh, I've never had it. I definitely have to try. The only white sauce I've ever had. Um, I tried it. Uh, it's actually very good. Like if you're smoking like chicken, it's yeah. great. Like if you're slow cooking chicken or something, it's great. I figured it would be. It should be kind of mild. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but in terms of rivalries, of course, uh, we'd have to put Tennessee and Clemson down as one of the biggest rivalries, you know. Voltar and the <laughs> because oh, Rob you know what wasn't on that list? Georgia and Georgia Tech. Georgia oh, come on! That that that's a drubbing every year. Uh, uh, listen, when one team dominates it, it's not really a rivalry anymore. Uh, I mean, Georgia it's, Tech is kind of passionate for about it. a few years. I mean, for decades. Yeah, that one, it's been pretty one-sided. 
Yeah, I mean, it's true. like Tennessee Vanderbilt. That should be a big rivalry, but it's not because Tennessee has owned them for a century. Uh, you know, he does it great against them the last 10 years or so. Rob, what's the record against the last 10 years? It's like five and five. Maybe it's, it may be six and four now. Tennessee may have, have taken back the advantage. But, Let's see. They beat us 2005, 2008. Um, Hold on. I'm looking at that way. You don't have to damn hear all this shit. But no, 2016. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that beat us since 2016. Mm. 20. Um, uh, blah, 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 uh, when James Franklin was there, they worked y'all like they was putting you out on street corner. Yeah, but that's back when ah! Vanderbilt comes yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, his there? first year, 2012, they beat us. Which so, that was Derek Dewey's last game. Tennessee's won four straight in the series, but a year. And since 2012, Vanderbilt's won one, two, three, four, five times. Uh, Tennessee's won six times. So, you know, six out of the last 11 for Tennessee over the smart kids from Vanderbilt. They actually, um, I don't know, they kind of leveled up a little bit last year before that Tennessee game, um, and, you know, we're looking pretty good. But Tennessee kind of kind of put the buzzsaw treatment on them there in the in rivalry week game, beat them like 56 to nothing. That was I was kind of surprised at that. 56 to nothing. In, in 2016, Vanderbilt put up 45. In 17, they put up 42. In 18, they put up 38. Holy Lord. Shit. Can you imagine giving up a combined, what, 8,725 points over, what, three games to Vanderbilt? Damn. Oh, it, it, it was dark times. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, I, I don't know. I don't know that they teach and, tackling there in Knoxville. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure they don't. Let's not forget. you. Well, when you've got the three too, Stooges so. as your head coaches, when you got Derek Dooley, Bush Jones, and Jeremy Pruitt as your head coaches, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I know. Now you've got the Messiah. I heard some. some now we finally come. have our guy, and look what happened. Yeah. So, so one, some Tennessee fan on one of these podcasts was on there in the uh, in the stream yard and thing, and uh, called him called him a genius. I mean, some of these words like the go. I mean, I do think elite, he's elite genius. <laughs> these terms are just thrown around so loosely. Oh, God damn, he said, but same way that uh, Kirby Smart's a defensive genius. God damn, Kirby Smart's won two national titles. Can we not use the same term? But I'm Kirby talking Smart? about if you look at everything he's done combined when he was at Alabama and now with him at Georgia, he's got the track record. Yes, but he's we're a defensive ta- genius. We're talking about- he was the only te- he was the only coach this past season the whole Tennessee under thirty. Yes, but. Listen to what I'm saying to you. He's earned the right to be called a genius because of the things that he's done. Heupel has one winning season at Tennessee. I, excuse me. One season where he won more than seven games at Tennessee. And, oh, my God. He well, it was the only second a second coming. year. He's I mean, the second coming. Second coming. But I mean, if, if you look, too, I mean, if you look at when Kirby Smart went to Georgia, everybody was saying the same thing except – about him having an offense. Mm. Everybody kept saying, oh, well, he's got to get an offense to be able to win a championship. Cool. Because that was back when – I mean, he had all the pieces there uh, at the time, though. I mean, he had a he had a decent – you know, he had a decent little quarterback room, had a really good stable of running backs there. It was pretty much set uh, when he got to Georgia. Oh, yeah. He had to do a lot. And, and all those guys. But – uh. I would argue when he brought in Todd Munkin, that's what he, that's when they got brought over the hump because that's what everybody was thinking was like, was he ever actually going to win it? <laughs> and, you know, that's what people are saying right now about Heifel is like, can he get a defense at least good enough to get over that hump? And I think he can because if you look at their last three recruiting classes, 80% of it has been on the defensive side. And now they're finally getting some really good defensive guys that are starting to get into the rotation, and they're going to be playing this year, and I expect their defense to take a step forward. I'm yeah. not I saw, I saw where they've been recruiting. 2021 so Georgia defense or a 2011 Alabama defense, but I do expect 
it to take a step forward. Yeah, I, I saw they've been recruiting at a pretty pretty good level uh, as far as uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and and that's a good thing. But I mean, do they have the do they have the coaching over there on that side of the ball to develop it? Because yeah. I, I believe we do because watching the combine, the guys that were leaving, I think it's more of a personnel issue. I think we were left high and dry when Pruitt got fired, and we had thirty five transfers. And Heifel is building this roster from scratch, basically. So to me, what he's done the last two years is phenomenal. Couldn't ask for anything more. No, that's, that's true. I mean, that point. And, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, like, like I said, you know, if people want to come out and say what we do, the offense, what we run is a gimmick offense, it's not really a gimmick if you really think about it. It's a spread offense. The only thing gimmicky would be like a, you know, it's a, it's a no huddle. That's the only thing it's a gimmick. I mean, to me, a gimmick offense would be like a triple option. Like what the service academies and what Georgia Tech used to run. To me, that's a gimmick offense. Or running flea flickers every play would be a gimmick. Triple option is not really a gimmick. I mean, that's like a, that's an old-fashioned offense that's, I mean, that's that goes I mean, back to more primitive football days. Hmm? I mean, why, why not bring back the wishbone and the wing T offense while we're at it? Well, the triple option yeah. is run out of a wishbone. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. For the people that said, oh, all he does is throw the ball and stuff, uh, I still remember watching that Tennessee-Alabama game where they lined up in power eye and gave it to the fullback. That's old school. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't see people doing that shit anymore. Brock and what was hilarious – is Alabama's defense, that vaunted Nick Saban defense, didn't know whether to shit or wind their watch. Big Barney Ross says it's a gimmick. So, Well, who, wait, who's Big Barney Ross's team? Who gives a shit? He said it's a gimmick. Rackdog says this caller is a gimmick. And Roll Tide says we need to move on. Try Star, do you have anything else, sir? Well, well, here's the thing. Roll Tide, I'll be there in Tuscaloosa. So have fun with that shitty offense and shitty defense. Uh, <laughs> have fun in the gimmick, Rob. Woo! It's a full gimmick Ooh. offense, says Drewski. I mean, I, me, I, I know uh, probably about Big Barty Ross. Probably about 12, 15 years ago, I want to say, I uh, went to a football game. I went to a Burns High football game uh, up in uh, Clover, Clover, South Carolina. And uh, Clover ran at the time, they ran the wing tee formation and uh that was crazy watching out them kids play hell you didn't know who had the damn ball yeah i mean you got to keep your eyes in the backfield like another gimmick type offenses what wake forest runs with that what do, what do they call it delay it's like a delay slow mesh whatever yeah the slow mesh i got a guy that's uh he, he used to be the, the he was the meat market manager for me at ingles uh, over and easily, and I asked him. I said, "What's that offense called they run at Wake?" He said, "It was a, a fast-paced dumpster fire." Um, this is <laughs> Clemson didn't really have a lot of problems stopping it. That was before last year. It was before it was when Brent Venables was there, obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, eight oh three four seven oh two nine oh five. I don't think I put the number <laughs> up there. We already had people calling, but there I think people line. they should save it in their phones. <laughs> Yeah. You, by the way, you can call and leave voicemail there. If you get really pissed off, leave voicemail. We'll play them. I used to call into Uncle Lou's show all the time before he went to doing this with the StreamYard link. He had a phone number. I actually, It's actually still in my, my phone, the number that you called to call into his show. It's under Lou. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't anyway. call into his show or get on the StreamYard link to do that much anymore because – Hell, I got to get in bed so early anymore. And he generally starts his shows that are off nine o'clock. And it's just like normally by like 10 30, 11, you could actually kind of get in. Now, so if you do it right now, it's kind of slow. But during the season, he's got people stacked up uh, waiting to get in to spew nonsense. Uh, you know, someone that could actually bring something to the table, such as myself, I have to kind of take a seat in the back. But I'm like, eh, I ain't taking a seat in the back. 
ain't sitting in the back of the damn bus, all right? Nobody puts jackpot in the corner. <laughs> Makes That's him right. wait. Uh, all right. 803-470-2905 if you'd like to call and join the program. Elijah says Kentucky versus the monitoring of Sudafed sales is a pretty big rivalry. No, that's a domination. <laughs> uh, all right, 803-470-2905. Roll Tide says that caller will be nowhere to be found when Bama pushes their shit in this year. Turd. And he called him a turd. <laughs> no, he, no, he's, uh, he's all right. He, 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 he'll be, uh, he doesn't, he's not a run and hide type. Of, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the rivalries that should be there is the, I think it's because Tennessee has sucked asshole for so long, but that it used is. to be a heated rivalry with Tennessee and Alabama and football. But now it's just a fucking, you know, they played like Vanderbilt. Tennessee has it. Well, I mean, them. last year, I mean, hell, last year was the first time they'd beaten them since, you know, I mean, hell, the damn Simpsons wasn't even on TV the last time that damn uh, Tennessee beat Alabama. Come on. Nick says Tennessee versus the NCAA is a real rivalry. Devin says nobody is worried about Alabama now. Man, we got to save that comment for the season. Yeah, let's let's put a pin in that one. That's uh, that's that's rich right there. I I you know, I can't go to you much, but I, I uh, right now we have uh, looks in the ring. It looks like Snoop Dogg is preparing to give the people's elbow to uh, the Miz. I must be in a delay because I'm watching the Oscar match with. Um, oh yeah, that's way back, and he um, just hit the people's elbow. That was the ugliest thing i've ever seen in my now, life now snoop's dancing and by the way yeah. remember when miz was like the world champion in back-to-back nights he yeah. lost mcafee last night and tonight he's getting his ass clowned by snoop dog who's damn near 60 yeah <laughs> throwing his elbow well the miz is pretty old now i mean he's you know but he was um ah god he used to be annoying as shit like i don't know What's that been like 15 years ago when he was more kind of relevant? I mean, what was this th thing? I'm the Miz. I'm awesome. Yeah. Are you? What was that goober that was in WWE for a while that the, the microphone used to come down from the ceiling for him uh, and get it? I don't know. I, um, he had I, blonde hair and he was there around that time, like in the. In the two later two thousands, kind of. His name was Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes, yes. Kennedy. God. And, and I, that was around the time I kind of stopped watching. Uh, I, I want to say around two thousand three ish, for around around in there. Seems like you know when, you know when Stone Cold and that kind of went away, and The Rock kind of went to Hollywood. It was just like, eh, yeah. Snoop Dogg in the crowd, by the way. Uh, that, the last WrestleMania pay-per-view that I had ever rented, rented, I mean bought, we don't rent them, we buy them. The last one I bought was WrestleMania, I think it was WrestleMania 19. Uh, that was the one that was at the um, the Safeco Field in Seattle. Yeah. You, had, uh, you had Chris Jericho wrestled Shawn Michaels there, and Vince McMahon uh, took on Hulk Hogan. Uh, that was the last one that I bought until I want to say like 2012 or something. Whenever John Cena and The Rock wrestled each other, there you go. I bought that one because me and my, uh, me and my son watched it together, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Between 2003 and 2012 or whatever it was, I'm like, "Damn, the price of this thing!" Hell, it was like seventy five dollars in 2000. Now you're pretty much basically watching it for free. Just because you 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 got Peacock, so things have definitely changed a lot. You got to subscribe to the cock. Subscribe to the cock. It doesn't exactly. cost hardly anything, and I mean, yeah, you got a lot of good content on here. Yeah, Jackpot's a fan of the cock. We found that out. Way to go! Just <laughs> a big old cock. All right, eight zero three four seven zero two nine zero five eight zero three four seven zero two nine zero five. Shout out to Twisted Rooster joining the program. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Zona says Limp Biscuit performed at the Seattle WrestleMania. I believe you are right. 
You are correct, sir. It's, Joshua it, Bryant says, is it $10 a month? I think, I don't know. I mean, I got some subscriptions for some stuff that just comes out and there's a whole lot of them that aren't, they don't cost a lot each, but when they're all lumped together, they probably, yeah. And, and, and what is this, this damn service they've got that you can get an app on your phone or some shit to like track your subscriptions that come out automatically and you can delete the ones you don't need anymore. If you're smart, all you do is go to your bank account. You go get on your bank account app and get on that page, and it tells you what's coming out. I mean, it's got all your stuff listed there, all your recurring payments. I, th I think the thing with that, though, Jackpot, is that we've gotten to a point now where people don't like talking to people. And, you know, the actual, hey, I have to call and cancel something, fucking people just don't want to do it. They'd rather pay the $8 a month and be like, just fuck it. Maybe there's something there that I'll watch later on. I don't know. That's true. There are people out. There's people, I mean, that really have zero um, social skills anymore. Like, I'll be out and about on the route and, like, you know, somebody's checking me in and I'll just throw them a little jab or something trying to be funny and they'll just look at me like, I'm just like. The wife says we're calling her out. I mean, you know, I there are people that are like, yeah, whatever. I'll just fucking pay it. It's easier to just pay it. And then I'll, you know, or I'll remember it next month. And then, you know, ta-da, <laughs> you know? Well, I was looking at something uh, this evening on, on Twitter that, um, that message board geniuses uh, Twitter account, they had, had tweeted something out and uh, kind of clowned the Clemson person. Uh, they got it off tiger net um, where some, Somebody just, just put up a post on TigerNet that, you know, I'm, I'm tired of going to these restaurants in the Anderson area and having to scan this little thing on the menu or scan this little thing on the wall at the, at the booth uh, to get the menu. It's like, just bring me a menu uh, so I shouldn't have to use my device to, um, <laughs> to order from your restaurant and and. Here's, here's so the I thing. Like, did they not realize that they'll bring him a menu if he asks for it? Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of, like after COVID too, restaurants got out of having to keep those menus. And like, let's say you have a menu and then all of a sudden, you know, you want to change it six months later. You got to get that shit reprinted. No, nah, if you just have the damn QR code, you can put whatever the hell you want up there. And boom, it gives them the menu right there in their phone. They're going to be looking at their fucking phone anyway. Why should I spend three or four thousand dollars making menus and shit for someone when? Yeah, I QR mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, people don't want. I, I swear. I mean, you you get a lot of it. You hear a lot of it. I was um, I was at at, at Walmart in Lawrence, South Carolina. I want to say a couple of weeks ago, uh, working working that store, and uh, I went up front uh, to take a leak. Um, and everything, because uh, I don't normally go to the front of that store there. Cause the, the, all my stuff's back in the very back. And that's usually where I'm at. I went front, and I, I heard, um, you know, there's, you know, you got the self checkout carousel up there, and you've got like, you know, one or two maybe open registers here, and the, the lines are long as shit, and you know, everybody's kind of going to the self checkout or getting guarded up, guided over to the self checkout, and. Um, I hear this one old guy, you know, bitching to his wife about having to use his like, eh, it's right here making us use this like for slavery right here. And I'm like, good God. I'm like, what do you, I mean, what do we really need all the damn drama? I'm like, if they just use it or go stand in the damn line over there, it's got 20 people in it. And I said, they would not check your ass out. I think that, uh, first of all, I have to address Jack. He says, Carolina Jackpot, you ain't a Walmart guy. No, he's not. He's a fancy man. He, he doesn't go to Walmart. I was just going, I was just in there working some stuff up. But seriously, I do I think a lot of the people up here, especially the older ones, I think a lot of their aversion to self-checkout. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not trying to, to clown on anybody. I, I think a lot of these individuals can't read. Seriously. And that's that's probably what they're their bitch is. It's not that they're lazy. It's just that they can't read and they are probably ashamed of it. 
Hot Uncle Lou. Uh, Jack Jack says, uh, excuse me, Twister Rusha says, gas stations need self-lotto checkout. Yeah, that's something that's fucking, you go to the gas station and some, you know, there's some, some guy in front of you that's got, I got to get my damn lottery tickets and it's just ridiculous. All right, let's go back out to the phones. And welcome into the program. Good evening. Hey, how y'all doing? Hello. Good. Good, good. I've really been enjoying the show this evening. I want to uh, thank you for all the hard work you guys have been putting in. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So you guys excited about the Masters or? I mean, I'm going to watch some of it, but. Yeah, I watched on it. That's it. That's odd. If as I don't recall that being held on Easter weekend in the past. I mean, is this just an anomaly oh. or? Well, yeah. Easter weekend changes. Uh, yeah. Masters doesn't. So Masters okay. is always the first full week of April. Okay. Sometimes that ends up being on Easter. Well, I mean, they don't. Weekend. They don't. Yeah. Obviously, they don't care about Jesus down in Augusta. They're going to do their damn tournament. Regardless, the first weekend of April, right. if Easter falls, then oh well, to hell with Jesus, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'd heard those would want. Yeah. I'd heard like a you know, a, six weeks ago or so when it was kind of unseasonably warm that uh, those folks down there that take care of the grounds at the Masters had, had packed the azaleas in ice or something so they wouldn't bloom out yeah. too fast. You have, have you heard how's the success or failure on that gone? Yeah, I mean they've tried that before. It 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 doesn't really work. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't think that, that it would. <laughs> a couple of days ago, that uh the, the azaleas aren't looking too great this year. I could, I mean, I could see it fucking killing them. I mean, just you know, I don't yeah. think that'd be very good. Yeah, uh, you know what they did one time? I don't know. This was this has been probably a ten years or, ago or so. But uh, a tornado actually came through here and took out a bunch of trees at the Augusta National like a month before the Masters. Well, mm. they don't have time to be planting seeds out there and then waiting 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. They, they had fully grown pine trees hauled in here. Oh, my gosh. That's... Yeah, they had to block down. They had to block the interstate off. Uh, to get them down here, it was it was great. Imagine if that, like, yeah. you were late for a doctor's appointment, and like you'd have to call and be like, "I'm gonna have to reschedule." There's a fucking tree blocking the interstate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should have seen it. It's like these 200 foot long flatbeds with fully grown pine trees on them, roots, branches, and all. That's insane. Yeah. And those, I mean, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know what the going rate for a pine tree is, but I bet it ain't cheap. <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw something today too at Walmart here uh, in Simpsonville. It really perturbs the shit out of me, and I don't understand. I've noticed it popping up a lot, and I would say eh, maybe the last 10 years or so. I'm looking out there when I was coming back from the, from the store to the garden center to get the mulch, because I bought 10 bags of mulch there. There's like a, a couple of dead palmetto trees in the the islands out in the parking lot, and then there's a dead palmetto bush up closer to the store. I'm like, you know, why are all these fools trying to plant these palmetto trees and bushes and stuff up here in the upstate? They don't belong here. They don't grow well here. Yeah. Stop doing it. Just stop. Those things belong in Columbia. They belong in Charleston. They belong below us. Okay. This is the upstate. They aren't native here. Just, I mean, just deal with it. I don't know. It just, just perturbs the shit out of me. I don't know why people got to do that. There, there was, there was a fad down here ten or fifteen years ago where everybody was trying to uh, plant palm trees in their yard. Now you ride around, you don't see a single palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're all dead because they, they they don't grow in Augusta either, which which is kind of strange because Augusta is like kind of on that same plane with Columbia and that. I mean, they're 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 all kind of like in that Sand Hill region, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, either you two ever been to the Masters? I have not. My mom's been down there a few times. 
once a long okay. time ago, but it's it's like uh, the the egg salad sandwich and all that's the big deal down there, right? Is is this something you the go what? to ever? The the egg isn't it the egg salad sandwich that like everybody's and it's like the that keeps the same price from like the seventies. It's like a dollar for a sandwich. Yeah, something I like, like the pimento cheese better, but but uh, but yeah, the prices are like a dollar or a dollar fifty for a sandwich, a dollar for a coke, two dollars for a beer. <laughs> Is it, now the pro shop, the pro shop has there? kept up with current prices though. Don't worry about that. You go in the pro shop, you're gonna pay eighty dollars for a shirt, forty dollars for a hat, yeah, all that. But yeah, the food and the drinks are cheap. Do you, is this something that you're big on, Uncle Lou? You going to the Masters every year? If you can. No, I've been maybe. I mean, I've been ten or fifteen times. Just when you grow up here, it's not that hard to get tickets either yourself or you know your neighbors got one or somebody went to school with got one i mean it's not hard to go but uh, you have people down there on uh on master's weekend you have people down there that um like will move out of their house for the weekend and go stay with a relative so they can rent it out like on airbnb basis yeah well it's usually for the whole it's usually the whole week nine days actually it's usually like 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 yesterday through next sunday you know hey do, do like you nine out, do you nine, out ten the, days the she shed for uh, for the masters a little a couple of drunks stay there and you know hey i, I probably could in. you probably should i I'm probably could. there's people that rent their house out for the week and pay their mortgage for the year that's probably true yeah so yeah okay. so depending on how close you are to the course and you know how many bedrooms you have and that kind of thing I, I think yeah, a lot of the, if the, you can get a, a deal with a corporate, uh, you know, like Coca-Cola uh, rents out a bunch of houses, a bunch of companies, they, uh, they'll rent out a bunch of houses and they, they don't care what they pay. They just write it off. So I, I've heard that in Columbia, like the Marriott and the Hilton downtown are booked from Wednesday night on. People will literally drive from here to Augusta and then come back here to stay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's crazy. Yeah, you can't you can't get a hotel here. A uh, Holiday Inn here be five hundred dollars a night this week. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, Lou, the show's Last week, the, the week before Masters, they go through all the roach motels and kick out all the prostitutes. You know, well, <laughs> to free I mean, up they, space. Somebody's got to take care of those prostitutes. Somebody, somebody's got to take care of the hoes. That's ridiculous. We didn't what have a, a hoe fund. Yeah, well, the jail's taking care of them this week. They lock them all up this week, then they let them out next week. All the homeless people and the and the prostitutes that live in the motels, yeah, well, they I, arrest them all they, last think, week. Let them out next week. I think they started that after uh, you know Tiger Woods was sampling every goddamn woman in Augusta when he was down there dominating. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of Tiger Woods, the strip club situation is interesting down here during Masters Week too because Augusta's got two or three strip clubs downtown, but they're absolutely horrible. I mean, even by strip club standards, they're just a complete joke except for this week because they they bring them in from all over the country uh to, to to dance or whatever it is they do here this week so it is worth going this week uh we've the show's about rivalries tonight uncle lou the one of the biggest 11 rivalries according to 247 sports is the georgia florida game in football yeah do you think there's another one that you look at as a georgia fan that you think is just a huge rivalry and it can't be georgia tech because y'all beat those nerds silly but do you have a different one in mind? You know, about involving Georgia? Yeah. Uh, what well, Auburn, I think, would be number two. I don't think that's fair. You don't think Tennessee's there? Uh, no, I mean, we didn't play Tennessee every year until, I don't know, the last 20 years or so, whereas we played Auburn every year since, like, 1880. I mean, Georgia and Auburn have played more times, I think. I know. I know. Uh, than Georgia and Al then then Auburn and Alabama have played. Um, so that would be number two. Uh, a lot of it is geography too. Like a lot of people in the Atlanta area hate Georgia Tech the most. A lot of people in South Georgia hate Florida the most. West Georgia they hate Auburn. North Georgia they hate Tennessee. Uh, Uncle Lou hates South Carolina. But I love jackpot though. Well, it's just South Carolina. Um, I hate. I'd like you two to catch a game in the stands. That'd be some hilarious shit. You two just well, it's funny. I, I don't know if Jackpot even remembers this. Me and Jackpot were going to get together and live stream together the Georgia South Carolina game in 2020. We yep. had plans, and then COVID happened, 
and the dates got all rearranged and we ended up playing South Carolina, I think on Thanksgiving weekend that year. And so we yeah. weren't able to do it. Yeah, because well, you went we to were New York. We had talked about it over the summer, and either he was going to come down here or I was going to go up there, and we were going yeah, to do – Yeah, uh, like, you went to New York, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, that, went to what? Didn't you go to New York? You went to New York at some uh, point. West, by God. Yeah, well, West Virginia, because it was Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, yeah, so I was in West that's Virginia. Right. That's right. I don't know how I got New York out of that. Yeah, we couldn't do it. But that's yeah, we were talking for like week two or three or something. But when they redid the schedule, it was Thanksgiving weekend for no reason at all. That's something that you guys. It was, it was weird beating y'all that late in the year. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> kind of felt less than, didn't it? Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, anyway, great show, guys. Uh, I appreciate y'all letting me uh, call in. Have a great uh, week, and I'll talk to you again soon. All right, Uncle. We appreciate Thanks, it. sir. All right, buddy. All right, there you go. Elijah well, says, Jackpot, didn't you have San Diego State going all the way in the tournament? Uh, no. no I, I would have been great if he did, so. I don't think anybody did. No, nobody did. All the brackets are trash this year. Did you see the I end of that one last night? Wow. I did. He hit that at the, he hit that at the buzzer to send them in, man, and like uh, – you know, North Carolina, excuse me, Connecticut and and uh, and San Diego State play tomorrow. And the line's seven and a half for Connecticut. Connecticut has been destroying people. But yeah. we'll see how that works out. But, I mean, would you be shocked if San Diego State won? I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't. Just, I mean, what, what did UConn come in seeded, like a fourth seed or something? Fourth seed? Something, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying North Carolina. Connecticut's vulnerable. They really are. They could get popped in the mouth. They are. I mean, could you imagine if the Aztecs were the were the the national champions? What some shit that would be? Yeah, I mean, there's be a great story though. Yeah, I was looking at something Josh Pate, twenty four seven Sports tonight during his uh, live show. He put up there it was the the Big Twelve odds to uh, make the college football national playoff championship game and um you know texas and oklahoma are up there near the top you know kansas state's like plus eight thousand or something i think wouldn't would you want to know who's at the very bottom of the the big 12 uh bottom of the big 12 i was remember we got some new teams too remember oh uh is it central florida no, it's Cincinnati at like mm-hmm. plus 40,000 odds. And I thought that was strange. I'm like, you know, have they, they haven't fallen off that much, have they? Uh, well, you know, their coach left, so who knows? Well, yeah, and, and that's true. And they did hire Scott Satterfield. Jesus. That means they're a failure. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, they're going, I mean, they're, they're going straight to, to, to hell in a handcart. That is true. <laughs> that, guy's, uh, that guy's a joke. And a liar, right. which has been confirmed. Very good, sir. Well, Jackpot, do you have anything else you want to go over this evening before we get out of here? Um, I can't really think of anything, sir. I think we've had a good show. And always, we'll be back at it on Wednesday. And uh, we hope you guys have a great week as uh, we get ready for the Masters and everything else. And uh, we'll talk to you later on. All righty. <laughs>